you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting something different to happen. Right. We know what that is. You have to do something that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you have to ask advice. Hey, why not ask a relationship coach? Exactly. Right. You want to save yourself months or years of going in circles and circles and confusion and, and not meeting anybody. Come to a relationship coach right. who can help you in, in days or weeks change yeah. things that don't work. And uh, but people have to get their egos out of the way. Hey, what do what do businesses do when they run into a problem when they're not making enough money in a certain part of their business? They call in an expert. They call a consultant. Yeah, they absolutely. don't waste their time. No, right. Wondering what to do and how to do. What are we doing wrong? No, they invite right. someone in, an unbiased person in, to tell them what they're doing and then what they can do to to, to remedy it. It's the same yep. thing with relationships. Yeah. Why not have a relationship coach? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever and wherever you are watching or listening, this is the Holistic Monitor, and I'm your host, Nick Sconia. The Holistic Monitor is a wellness podcast featuring life energy research, health and wellness transformation, self-improvement and empowerment, philosophy, spirituality, and now guest interviews as well. We look forward to your comments on our YouTube channel, at Holistic Monitor, and you can also listen on the go with us at Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and more. And with that, let's get today's show started. All right, Bruce Starr. You have, uh, you're a book writer, is that correct? An author. I've written two books. Two books. Uh, now, it, it's been a, a lifelong dream to actually write. I've written a book before. It's been uh, like an ebook years ago, but I just didn't think that I could write a, a book book, a, a, a paperback book or a hardcover book. So, in the last few months, I have uh, worked with Amazon and published two of my books. One of them took 30 years wow. to complete, and the other two years. Wow. How about that? So once you did the 30-year one, you were kind of uh, ready to go? It was, well, I'll tell you how it started. Uh, in the early 90s, there was something called America Online. Not too many of you guys know America Online. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the first very social internet app. I mean, everybody, when they found it, they just went nuts because you can speak real time in a room right. to people. And uh, a Hollywood buddy of mine, when I was visiting him, I used to be in the entertainment industry out in L.A. He said to me, what are you doing now? I said, well, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm a relationship coach. He says, oh, he turned his monitor around and he showed me, you know, ever hear America Online? I said, what's that? <laughs> he showed me this, this thing. I don't even know what I was looking at. He said, when you go home back to South Florida, open up a room and you could talk to people all over the country. Yeah. I said, okay. And I did it. I opened up a room called Relationship Coaching. Hmm. And... Ten years later, I had over six thousand, 
detailed, intimate, documented conversations wow. with people from around the country. And I did it to originally, you know, help them. And I did. I mean, believe me, I, I, I was helpful and they would come back and ask for more information. And a lot of people were helped. But what blew me away was what I learned by listening to their stories hmm. and what they were telling me about their relationships and about love. And I took a lot of those stories that I had uh, had with them and I put it into this book. Originally, the book was called Body Traders. Hmm. Never heard of that before. It freaks people out sometimes. They think it's trafficking or whatever. Oh. <laughs> and I've... In the, just in the last week or so, I, I'm, I'm changing the name uh, because uh, I need to, uh, I'm changing it to, um, uh, let me see, what did I change it to? The, uh, well, I'll think of it in a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about what happens to so many of us that get their hearts broken when they're 15, 16, 17, 18. Mm. You, if you did, you have your heart broken. Oh yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm not a veteran. This up, <laughs> guys don't recover. Right. The girls have people to talk to. They have their mothers. They have their cousins. Their sisters. Their aunts. Right. A you and support, I. A different support uh, system. Who are we going to talk to? Right. We're going to go to the gym and say, "Hey, Tony, <laughs> I, I got my heart broken. My girl told me I was a lousy lover." And that's not going to happen, right? We're not right. going to spill the beans to anybody. So it stays in. So what happens is if we get our heart broken and we want to remain social, we think of other things that, that we go after rather than love. So for guys, stereotypically, it's a sexy girl, a pretty face. And ladies, stereotypically, not true for everybody. Does the guy have enough money? Does he have the house, the car that I want to be driven around in and all that kind of stuff. So they become what what used to be called horse traders. If, if you have enough of what I want, I'll give you what right. I have. Right, right, right. They call it body traders. Right. And this is what probably 90% of all single people are doing right now. They don't want yeah. to admit it, but they are. Right. And they're too afraid to go for love and they pick for other reasons other than how does he make me feel? How does she make me feel? You know, it's we're we're in a lot of trouble now yeah. uh, in the way we're dating. And this book will help people uh, find it's, the book is called Lost Souls, hmm. uh, finding getting back to love. And yeah. uh, that's what we have to do. You know what? We were born natural lovers. You know, when we were a day old and a year old and 10 years old. We were, everything was about love and goo goo gaga. Right. <laughs> parents loved us. We loved our parents. But we've gone away from the very basics and it's hurting the whole society. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a lot to the online dating. Of course, that's, uh, you know, all the rage. And uh, for a lot of people, they get really tired of it and they say, you know what? I want to just find somebody the old fashioned way, which is really just stumbling upon somebody out in the wild, you know, <laughs> at work or wherever, well, uh, the, rather than the go problem, through the dating. The, the problem with internet dating is, you know, so we talked about you get your heart broken. But when we were 15, 16, 17, 18, 
we came with a whole pie. I call it an apple pie. Here's my apple pie. Take all of me. I trust you. I love you. If right. you get your heart broken, you're lucky if you give half of that pie to the next person. Yeah. And if someone screws around with you after that, you're down to giving a sliver. And that's when people go to the internet. Right. They're offering a sliver of themselves. I'd say 98 out of 100 are doing it that way. It's not that the internet, there's nothing wrong with the internet. It's the people and how they approach the internet. Well, they're giving up basically to the internet. Yeah, because yeah. It, listen, it, just because something is new, there's people say, but yeah, but look, it's the star of the, that's that old, you're talking about old ways of <laughs> going into relationships. Say, how's that new way working for you? Right. And 10,000 of your friends. Yeah. Well, because you offer you offer a sliver, you know, you offer a section, but you're only going to offer so much to the Internet, to an unknown. It's not very personal. Um, you're offering kind of a, uh, a mask, you know, online Absolutely. Uh, versus really an authentic expression of yourself. When you meet somebody, there is an exchange of energy there that's very uh, can be very cohesive or abrasive. And you just don't know. I did the uh, dating apps for a little while, and um, I did find that I would know within five minutes if there was collaborative energy. Now, that could shift and change, but typically I would know pretty quick, like this isn't, uh, <laughs> puzzle pieces aren't working, you know. Well, you're lucky you're in touch with that part of you, right. and that's, you know, the holistic show that we're doing now, which is great. Imagine all the people that are approaching relationships intellectually, what right. they think about relationships, because they're not too afraid to come from here. Right, so right, it's, right. It's what they think about relationships. And that's what, you know, thinking about love is very different than feeling love. Yeah, right. Oh, absolutely. And that's my advice too, is also to go out and don't look for it. You know, let it happen. Let it find you it'll be more correct. It'll line up better that way uh, rather than seeking something, especially through the internet, which that, like I said, there's just a, a wall of uh, the impersonal that you have to get through, which can be fun, you know, and uh, something of an adjustment for people to get used to chatting, to meet people. Um, honest and, conversation. That's what the foundation. Yeah. yeah. Being honest. Yeah. Without expectation. Uh, I think that that's my biggest advice to anybody in really anything, even relationships, but it can go into any part of your life is to uh, begin to approach any situation without an expectation for a return. Uh, go in as authentic as possible. That's you know? right. It's, you have to do it in a way that honesty is at the foundation, because right. I think the biggest complaint that people have that go on the Internet is that when they show up, the person is 20 or 30 pounds heavier, uh, 10 or 20 years older and bald right. and, and right. fat. And I say to my, why do people bother? <laughs> I mean, do you think you're so spectacular right. that when you finally meet, no matter what you look like, because you had a couple of conversations, yeah. you're 
it's you're it's like a no-brainer you're so good that they're just gonna love you anyway no it's doesn't work that way dishonesty (laughs) right yeah yeah and in person there is again that dynamic energy exchange that you get to feel somebody and it's less of that intellectual like you were saying you You know know, for ten thousand years it was one way i mean fred flintstone the way he did it went on for thousands of years and how did he do it (laughs) he and wilma did pretty good together you know they raised the family and they had a dog and right right she took she was she she ran the house and he went to work every day and made the money and uh listen it's it's i learned from a fantastic mentor and teacher of mine her name is dr pat allen yeah and she's out in los angeles and she works with, uh, she goes and teaches at a, at a movie theater in Santa Monica or West LA. Every week she travels up from Orange County hmm. and she, she fills the movie theater with actors, actresses, agents, casting directors, directors, head of studios hmm. who bought the idea that if they make as much money as possible, if they're as powerful as as there is can be, that they'll meet the right person. Hmm. And they found out that wasn't happening. And I spent years, some number of years out in Los Angeles. What what I found was that if I wasn't a successful agent or a producer, whoever was being nice to me, as soon as they found out I wasn't that, right? Hello, where'd they go? Right, right, right. The body trade. <laughs> you don't yeah, have yeah. enough of what they want. It ain't going to happen. Or and life, it's a, life it's exchange. A, it's a vicious, <laughs> uh, it's a vicious situation. Yeah. And yeah. every, you know, whether people want to admit it, every time they get rejected, it's a dagger and oh, that yeah. sliver gets less and less. So they really need to, uh, if they're a lost soul, and that's what I call them, if they're a lost soul, they've they've run out of soul and they're just working up here. They're going to have to find ways to fill themselves without that going out, without that right. searching, like you're saying. You know, meditation, uh, yoga classes, uh, being in nature, going to the beach, anything, hug trees, right. stand in the grass, <laughs> anything to get back to uh starting to feel whole again and not so desperate to think that your life can only be happy if someone's giving you stuff and making you feel good it's not right. it's not about that at all and it's going to be a nasty thing when people wake up to that realization that it's all about love and it's no. you, you can't give something away until you have it you have to have something before you could give it away right. so it's really all about self-love and learning to love yourself and only then are you going to be able to really hit hit a home run and get what you want from this world yeah now is that in the book that you work through that um absolutely instructions and that sort of thing yeah it used to be called body traders now it's the it's such a new title uh the lost soul guide to love i believe that's the new title and uh that's what it is. It talks about every which way that people do it wrong. And then, you know, the last third of the book is 
here's how you can get it right and get back to the, the one thing. There's nothing else more important than love. I mean, right. we, we, you know, in the sixties, it was, it was like psychedelic drugs that we did to, to, to get, to get, to find ourselves. Yeah. And in the seventies, <laughs> uh, we went wild with sex. I was there. <laughs> we went wild with thinking that was the answer. And then the eighties, we started thinking that money was the answer. Mm-hmm. And boy, I tell you, every time we keep looking for something outside of ourselves out there in the world, we keep getting more and more disappointed. And all you have to do is look at now all the people, you know, what does one percent have all the money now? Yeah. Maybe well, one and a half percent. Yeah, and everybody fraction. else is struggling. So right. it's because we're off in the wrong path. And uh, we need some teachers and healers to, to to get us going back in the right direction. Yeah. By the way, can I tell people that yeah. the book can be found at Amazon? Right. Uh, I have two books. One's called, it's called Body Traders for now, but it's eventually it's Lost Souls Guide to to uh, to Love. And, yeah. and that one's more for the adults. Then I wrote a book, being a, a school teacher here and there, hmm. I wrote a book of, uh, of for teenagers. Okay. Actually, in, the, in the, the voice of a teenage girl who had no clue about relationships. And the problem these days is that broken families, mm. no father there. Right. And when there's no father, the mother's working two or three jobs. What is that? Where does that leave the young daughter? Right. When she needs vital information and coaching and parental guidance. It's just missing now. And uh, so I felt very motivated to write this book. And it's a it's a fiction, but it's based on nonfictional information. A a, a girl meets a guy at a park. It's clean. They're feeding birds. Mm -hmm. And after several weeks, they start talking and he becomes a a, a coach to her, Mm. a relationship. She gets to ask him. Every and any question that she has right. about relationships as a 13-year-old, as a 14-year-old, as a 15-year-old. So this book literally has every common answer to every question mm. a young teen would have. And I know this book is eventually going to sell a million copies. Yeah. Yeah. So young reader, basically. Yes. Yeah. And if they don't get it right as a young reader, then... Then they're gonna have to read body traders. <laughs> My soul's guide to love. Yeah, finding love. Or... Yeah, and, and, and the, the working the, title the teen, teen book is was called her teen love coach. And, oh, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, it's so much in the beginning. I'm asking advice and counsel, and, yeah. they, and some really good people that I know said make it more personal. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm I'm wor- I'm working on that title right now, and uh, it has yeah. to do with Jensie's Guide to Love. I think that's what it's called now. Jensie is the young teenage girl. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, oh, oh, initiation to love. Hmm. Jensie's initiation to love. The, t- the titles are so fresh in my mind. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. But that's good. Struggling. Well, uh, you have a, a link, right? We can um, put in the description for you for the show. Uh, so that people can find the books um, out, out on your website? Yes, they, they can find the books on the website. But at Amazon, if they click on books, 
Yeah. And they put my name, Bruce Starr, S-T-A-R-R. Yeah. They'll find the books. Okay. But my website is the, T-H-E, theopenheartmovement.com, theopenheartmovement.com. Okay. And my email is lovecoach, L-U-V-coach1 at gmail.com. And people can, you know, if they watch your show, I'm going to offer them a, a free 15-minute consultation if they mention your show. Okay. If they email Great. me and they say they heard us talking on your show, I'd be glad to talk to any about anybody about their relationships uh, and then get to know me that way also. That's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I'll, and I'll put that in the description as well. Uh, do you, are you using with your, with the book that you wrote for the uh, young adult, are you using, um, you said some of it was actual uh, stories and information that you had heard? The, the actual stories came in my body traders, okay. the, the lost souls. I took the conversations that yeah. I had online, those 6,000, okay. and the most intriguing ones I put into the book. The, 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 the teen book, uh, being around kids, and see, here's what really motivated me to, to, to write this book. I would see 12-year-old girls who look like 21. Mm -hmm. the, a 21-year-old girl would give anything to look like this girl. She was still 12 years old. And the right. problem was, the problems are that they are, the, the, the few that I saw that really bothered me was that they were putting it out there that, uh, you know, they were interested in, in being with older boys. Right, right. And I don't have to tell you that's a, they think it's really cool, right. but that's a formula for disaster. Right. A 12-year-old can barely navigate, you know, can navigate very little. They might not like me saying this, but you don't have the tools that you have at 18 or 28. And if you right. if you flaunt what you have at 12 and older guys can't even tell how old you are, you're probably going to fit to them. It's just a bad situation. Yeah. That's why I wrote this book. I just, I don't want to see 12 and 13 or 14 and 15 year old girls going after 18, 19, 20, 25, 30 year old For the men. Experience, it's, right. it's cool and it makes them look popular, but right. it's a formula for disaster. And that's more for, for the experience or for to find somebody that has the experience. And so that way they can kind of be guided, almost a, a surrogate parent. Absolutely. Yeah. And this book will serve as a surrogate parent for them. Yeah. Uh, but everybody should have someone that they could talk to. Right. And like we talked about in the very beginning of the show, guys. Yeah, they don't have it. <laughs> Not typically, uh, you know, and that's and that's a social thing. Guys are supposed to be strong. Um, and they're supposed to not show the show emotions, you know. So they so they have to eat all their emotions, and it just stays in there festering. And you know, I, I hear so many women say, "Why are men so retarded? <laughs> what is right. what's wrong with men?" Yeah, this is why. <laughs> right, it's that social structure that's not there typically. Yeah, right. They really. Uh, you know, they say alcoholics stop growing the moment that they really turn to alcohol on a regular mm. basis. Mm. Maybe it was 12, 13, 14, 15. They right. really don't grow emotionally or spiritually when they start drinking. 
Right. Well, it's kind of the same thing uh, with this. Uh, they get their hearts broken and they don't, they don't pursue life in a way that will help them grow and learn and be more productive. Yeah. I, I can spend all day talking about masculine and feminine energy that 10,000 years then mm-hmm. were had a masculine energy. They were aggressive. They were assertive. They had to go out there into the world and either earn money or bring back the saber toothed tiger right. or whatever the, the food was. <laughs> and the woman had an equally tough job right. of uh, taking care of the home, taking care of the children, uh, yeah. making sure everything was in order. And you know what? There was no one person more powerful than the other, but it created a tremendous balance. Now right. what we have is women have gotten so masculine in nature and so aggressive and so assertive. Nothing wrong with that in business, although I'm not so sure about that. But it doesn't work in relationships. Hmm. And what it's done, it's upset the whole ball of wax. Hmm. And what, am I, what do I mean by that? If women have gotten assertive and aggressive. I remember when I went out to L.A. and I was being assertive and aggressive uh, because that's the way I was. And these girls couldn't wait to get away from me. Right. They wanted to be the ones to pick the guy out. They wanted to be the ones to direct things. They were the masculine aggressive. Mm, and mm-hmm. But how does that really screw things up for men? We realize that if we're going to get anything at all, if we're going to get any action at all, we're going to have to sit back and be what? Feminine and receptive right, right. to them. Now, yeah. you know, guys say, hey, I love it when girls come up to me and I love it when... Yeah, that's true. But there's something missing that they're not thinking about. If they come up to you, they're making it known that you can score and you can have what you want. Does that mean you really like them? Right. That mean you love them like you would if you pursued them and pursued them? No. It means that you're taking the easy way out and you'll take an easy, you know, jump in the sheets because it's being offered <laughs> to you. But are you going to take that girl home to mom and dad and say, here's the love of my life? Probably not because you didn't pick that person out. They picked you out. And he, that's not even the worst of it. Right. When that eventually that aggressive masculine woman is going to say, why don't you get off your butt and why don't you get that job you're looking for? Why don't you go out and make more money? And he's going, but that's what you liked about me right, in the right. first place. So yeah. it's an imbalance. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's it's a social thing. So we would look at society and culture. Um, are we seeing that in other cultures? Are there any other um uh, countries that would be of in the similar um, sphere of this issue, this dilemma of unhappiness in relationships that you're, that you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe in the third world countries okay. where they're not watching so much TV, where they're not watching our movies, and they're not so terribly influenced by this upsetting world that we're in. Maybe things have not changed so much for them, but in the sophisticated hmm. countries. It's all of them. 
Is it okay? And is it? And do you think it's purely? Uh, I I was listening to a, another podcast, and unfortunately, can't remember what the name of it was. But it was they were talking about how uh, there was this you know doctrine or trade off to uh, for women's equality to get them into the workforce that um, you know changed the dynamic at home quite a bit when having two two working. Uh, you know, incomes into the home. So, you know, I can see that being like a power struggle of sorts. There you go. Um, you know, from the dynamic of like, say the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, where it was mostly the man in charge of the household. But really, you know, if you look at it, the woman was really in charge of the household. She of took course. care of everything that of was course. going on. The most powerful like, uh, person. Why yeah. they want to change that from right. being the most powerful right. to coming down here wanting to be the equal thing that here's the problem with equality and you were just you yeah. were just getting to it and, there's and a you, battle yeah. there right and everybody's situations very different you know in generalization we're we're losing a lot of people in the conversation because we're generalizing this this whole scenario but um you know the the setup that it was before as my 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 dad said was like the you know, the wife is at home. She's taking care of the family. She's the manager of the business. And the guy, he's like the salesman. He goes out and brings home the money. He brings home, you know, <laughs> the resource, enough, basically. Enough for the whole family. Right, right. And at that time, uh, it was enough. It was easy for a single um, income. It's definitely not, we're not in that world, unfortunately, uh, with uh, the monetary situation costs a lot more to buy a house. So therefore the mortgage costs more. Uh, the income hasn't hardly gone up. Uh, if you look at it. The breakup um, of the family unit. And yeah. there's powers out there. Yeah. There's forces out there that want that to happen. Right. Well, and, and that, yeah. And uh, in that, in that uh, change in dynamic of the, of the regular or norm of what the old, the old world, we could call it uh pattern of the family dynamic that change uh didn't didn't adjust it basically just equalized the incomes it didn't adjust it so that there was two big incomes coming in it made it so that it was just two as if one income coming yeah, in very so good, it was forcing, very good observation yeah forcing both people to work going up and everybody wanted more and more right and look at that we're underwater yeah, minimum wage is seven fifty, something like that. <laughs> you know, you can't live on seven fifty an hour. Um, but you know, there's also a lot of uh, depending on where you're at in or you know, staying uh, U.S. USA centric. Uh, there's a lot of areas of places like cities where you have a, a lot of single people living. You have a woman that's basically doing everything. She's doing the work she's and she's providing for her household. She's doing all the work, um, you know, and she's able to do that maybe because the resources are, are grander. There's more access to uh, services available to help uh, the single men doing the same exact thing, taking care of the household, doing the work, uh, all, all one person. It's when you add the dynamic of a relationship that you get this, uh, this switch out. You know, and then an expectation. Maybe there's an expectation for the guy thinking, well, if she works, I don't have to work and vice versa. Uh, and in that switch out, 
I think that's where you start to get the unhappiness uh, because in our culture that we have developed, um, the woman can be assertive and can be a go-getter and have her career and do these things that are, you know, bringing in more money than the man. Um, the, the guy can be docile or uh, passive and, you know, not make as much money or, um, you know, not do as much to make money or something like that. Uh, it's just, we're in a different, very interesting cultural and societal change as far as relationships and the, the norm that you would think of the last century, you know. Yeah, you remember Pat Allen? I told you about Pat Allen. She's a lady, all right? Okay. She's an 85, maybe now she's 90. Yeah. And she would explain to these people that went and made all the money that they can handle, all the fame, all the fortune. Right. They were alone. Yeah. They were, yeah. They bought it. Yeah. They bought the ticket and they're right. alone. Well, I think that that's the, the, there's an expectation for having something as a cure. And, uh, you know, in relationships, I don't, I think there's so much collaboration and partnership and need for um, an allowance for each party to provide something, you know, a positive to the, to the That's partnership. equity. Yeah. That's equity, not equality. Right. Not equality, equity. Here's strengths. Here's strengths. Right. We're it's strong here. You're strong. There's no battle. Right. It's it's a cherishing and respecting what the other person has and not right. fighting over power to run the family. Right. Now, of course, you can flip that and say, well, then that's that's fine. If if uh, in that case that the woman is very happy and fine being assertive and make doing the main job and wants a more passive man then that dynamic works really well if the man also wants while. to be passive. Yeah. It works for a while. <laughs> right. And then she gets frustrated with him because she is subconsciously falling back into what worked for 10,000 years. Right. She all of a sudden wants to return to that. I'm saying nine out of 10 times that's going to happen because yeah. she's not going to be happy with a wimpy boy at home right. being a boy toy that she can have at her disposal. Right. It's just, I, it's just not human nature to be happy and satisfied with that. Right. And well, and I say the undercurrents of that 10,000 year uh, norm is still present. So um, that subconscious thing that you're talking about, it's also still present in society. So there is in an our DNA socially to be um, yeah, in the DNA, you could say, uh, there is a there is that uh, that uh, natural inclination in society uh, amongst peers, amongst friends, family. There's that expectation that's put on each party in the relationship uh, that um, to play that role, you know, to play the the the, the quote unquote norm societal role. So even if they are fairly adjusted to being let's say assertive in the flip um the society at large family friends will say you know don't you want these xyz that's not so assertive you know and that may be the undercurrent of that subconscious drive is this pressure from all around Good even point. if it's not like a lineage thing and it's just part of nature uh, it's still with it's very pervasive in society to change that and to be 
uh, happy in with imbalance in society is very difficult. It's very difficult to have basically people shooting arrows at you as far as their opinions go of what you're doing or how you are. Yeah, um, we let that we let that message in, and yeah. it's 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 difficult to 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 let those messages go. And hopefully, they're from good people who right. mean well for you. And many times, as you know, you get messages from people that don't mean so well for you, and you've got to decipher. Right. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's challenging times. And I know that there's again, we're we're speaking in grand generalities. Um now with uh you've you've done a lot of relationship coaching. Um yes. and you have you done programs or uh um events that you find to be very valuable. I've actually spoken all over North America, but not recently, especially with the you know, the tragedy that that we had here and uh, wondering what was going to go on in the world. So what I did the last few years is I wrote these books. And so it gave me a time to uh, write and edit and write and edit. I'm going to keep going, write and edit and and go on forever. Yeah. Uh, But what I, what, what's the time now is the time now is to get back together again. Right. The time now is to get off the zoom get off the computer and meet each other and the best way to do that i think when you talk about speed dating and for some people oh speed dating oh you know they get the wrong idea right because i can put together 20 terrific men and 20 terrific women in a room and they spend two or three minutes talking to each other there's going to be some sparks with a one or two or three. And all I have to do is say, did you, you feel what I feel? Why don't we exchange information? You don't do that with everybody, but if you feel like there's a possibility, exchange information and take it up next week and the week after. What a great way to, to meet people in one night, quality people. Yeah. Uh, So, I could do speed dating all over the country and right. I would, you uh, want me to come and do speed dating in your city, yeah. your town, email me love coach, L U V coach one at gmail.com. And under the right circumstances, let's bring people together because the right. time is now the other day I did an event and 80 people showed up. Wow. Wow. Shows me that people are ready. <laughs> people want this. Oh Yeah. Yeah, well, I think people are open to it because, you know, one thing that I feel is a benefit that people are getting off of the um, dating apps is they're getting more comfortable putting that portion of themselves out there and letting that part of them be known. Excellent. Um, So that when it comes to like doing something in person, of course, there might be the butterflies and why wouldn't there be? but they already have kind of exposed this portion of themselves. They've, my picture has been seen almost like in a popularity sense, you know, there's a part of them that's already like a known portion. So they can feel a little bit more like, you know what, let's try this thing. Let's try the speed dating, you know, because even in speed dating, it's very similar to the setup of uh, Tinder with the swiping, you know, going through except your reading your profile. Except- you're you're three feet away from each other, right. and uh, 
Yeah, real sparks. <laughs> rather than 6,000 miles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I used to love a show. It was called uh, Millionaire Matchmaker, and she did something very similar. Patty Stanger. Yeah. She did she something very similar to that, right? Yeah, very strong energy. <laughs> uh, but I don't know that she did um, 20 guys, 20 girls. I think it was like a select yeah, couple yeah. or something she'd, like that she'd take her clients two or three and she'd set them up with 20 or 30 people right. and you spend a little bit of time with each person and pick out one or two and right. it's the same thing same thing right it's, it's, it's a, if yeah. someone hired me i would i would do the same thing for them okay well that's great see and that's a very valuable thing to uh provide sure you know, because it is that you know people really have a lot of trouble uh connecting and and i do I, I personally blame the internet for that. Uh, that that portion Absolutely. that is exposed is not really who that person is. Absolutely. Um, be fooled by the picture, but if you're fooled by the all good things that are posted, um, it's just it's too impersonal. And I'd say it makes it very hard for people to bridge the gap um, from the internet to the in-person space. And that's where Again, I think... It, uh, You'd come in handy, you know. If if people aren't getting together and they're alone and they're lonely, they've got to re-educate themselves and figure out. You, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting something different to happen. Right. We know what that is. You have to do something that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you have to ask advice. Hey, why not ask a relationship coach? Exactly. Right. You want to save yourself months or years of going in circles and circles and confusion and, and not meeting anybody, come to a relationship coach right. who can help you in, in days or weeks change yeah. things that don't work. And uh, But people have to get their egos out of the way. Hey, what do, what do businesses do when they run into a problem when they're not making enough money in a certain part of their business? They call in an expert. They call a consultant. Yeah. They absolutely. don't waste their time no, right. wondering what to do and how to do it. What are we doing wrong? No, they invite right. someone in, an unbiased person in to tell them what they're doing and then what they can do to, to, to remedy it. It's the same yep. thing with relationships. Yeah. Why not have a relationship coach? Exactly. Well, and I find, uh, you know, there's a lot of different types of coaches that do a lot of different things. Um, I interview a lot of coaches that do, you know, hit different branches of a person, um, whether it be relationships or the mind or, um, you know, communication. And what I, uh, what I think is probably that my best advice to anybody is that if you're finding that you're having a stumbling block, there's probably somebody that's a specialist that handles whatever that stumbling block is. And at, at, in all aspects of life, uh, relationship coach, uh, most people don't realize that they are having an issue with finding somebody and You're right. you know, they don't, they don't think I can reach out and find somebody to help me with this situation. But uh, that's, that is what you do, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, when I work with those 6,000 people on the internet, most of them came away saying, I never thought of that. Right. You know, thank you so much. I, I, the, the forest was so thick with trees. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't see anything. And you, you really helped me because yeah. it takes an unbiased person. I, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. Right. I'm going to tell you what's best for you. 
you might not like it because, hey, nobody should know more than I do about relations. How does someone know more than I do about relationships? How about I spend half of my life studying it and right. you spend 95% of your life going after your careers right? and right. 5% towards <laughs> your relationships? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, I think uh, people ask their buddy, ask their friend for advice. And these are people that are, of course, that know them very well, but maybe don't have their own life in a relationship figured out. Exactly. Uh, it, it is that third party that you really want, that outside Absolutely. source. Absolutely. It's preferable. Yeah. And, you know, people spend money on Starbucks coffees and go drinking and go out to dinner right. all the time and they come home miserable, alone and lonely. Well, invest in yourself, for God's sakes. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Now and now your new book that's the, the Lost Souls book. Is that the new book? It's the it's what was called Body Traders before. Body Traders. Okay. And it's a Lost Souls guide to uh to love. It's getting remarketed. Yeah, yeah. Because uh you know, it, some very special people suggested it. I said, I can't think of a new title for these books. I'm so <laughs> I'm so glued to these right. titles. I've been I've had this title for ten years. I can't come up with a new title. But yeah. I had some really good people make these suggestions. Oh wow, pretty good titles. Yeah. I like that because that's their job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, would you say that your book is a good start for people to kind of get? you know, some ideas, some tips, uh, as far as, you know, finding love. Absolutely. Any adult, uh, yeah. older than 18. Yeah. And you could, you could be 75 because I know plenty of 75 year olds that are still out there looking big time, Yeah, but they're going with the same uh, faulty information. They're going with the same bad habits. Right. Right. And, you know, this this may sound terrible, but I don't want people to die alone. Right. And if they're if they're going doing the same mistakes and they're alone, uh, there's going to be a lot of people alone on their deathbeds, and I don't want to see that happening. Just yeah. you know, you don't have to go for the hot sex and the hot romance that we did right. when we're twenty and thirty and forties. Hey, what's wrong with being around someone that you like, right. who right. likes you? Who cares about you? Who you can go to the movies with? Who you can go to the beach with? Who you can go to dinner with? Right. You just like each other. You just trust each other. That's what people should be looking for when they go to these uh, uh, speed dating events. And we do sometimes over 50 and over. Mm, Don't be okay. asking them if they're hot in the sack. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, that wouldn't be your... <laughs> Not good advice. If you, if you if you didn't get that out in your twenties and thirties, right? This is no time to right, pick up right. with that, <laughs> right? And you're looking for a partner, yeah, somebody to be there with you. Absolutely, you know. I want to. All you hear is people say, "I wish I had someone to watch TV with." Yeah, I wish yeah. I had someone to take a walk with. They're out there, right? But you got to change your mind. You got to change your focus. And you have to realize, you know, we have seven or eight chakras going yeah. in our bodies. And when we're younger, we got these lower ones going <laughs> boom, ba boom, ba boom. But yeah. when we get older, it's got to be how we feel, what right. we say, our a third eye, crown, what we, you know, higher consciousness. That's yeah. what's got to be in there. And yeah. I just hope I, mean, I can work with people. I can help a lot of people 
with a lot in a lot of different ways. I hope they contact me. Love coach. Yeah. L-U-V coach one at, at, at gmail.com. Let's get started on your life helping you. This is the time. Don't wait. What are you waiting for? Right. That's fantastic. Exactly. No time to wait. Yeah, that's great. Well, Bruce, that's a fantastic message. And uh, really glad to have you on today. And uh, the ability to get your message out there and uh, to, you know, help people find their connection. I think that's, uh, you know, something that a lot of people search for most of their life is looking for that one person that they can um, just feel complete with. And uh, that's a very valuable work that you have that you do. Thank you. uh, You know, helping people unify, you know. And I like what you're doing too. And I like the way you do it. And I like what you talk about. I think we're very aligned, you and I. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's what made this show kind of magical, that we're on the same wavelength. We're on the same path. You've got a heck of a lot of knowledge. And I oh. appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you so much, Bruce. I appreciate that. And have a good night. You too. Bye-bye, everybody. Okay. Bye-bye.